Okay, guys, if you don't know me, my name is Bryson. I lead the uh, youth ministry here, and uh, along with Chloe, who is in Florida right now. Um, whatever. She's at Disney World, okay, guys? I, I grew up in the Midwest, so Disney World was always in Florida. Now that I'm out here, I realize it's in California. It's, it's Disneyland. Anyways, besides the point, that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, that's who I am. Um, so... Uh, we're in this series, Gotta Get You Into My Life, okay? So I guess this was a song that Dave referred to a couple weeks ago. He said, uh, not you young people don't know it. Well, he was right. I didn't have no idea what he was talking about, okay? And uh, you know what? I don't feel bad for that. I have my own music that I listen to, okay? But I actually have heard of Earth, Wind, and Fire, all right? Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen the Avatar, The Last Airbender, The Earth, Wind, and then Fire. Sorry, uh, that was a bad one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, guys, this um, got to get you into my life is actually really, really personal to me. It's like, I would say a huge reason of why I've gotten into ministry. I actually don't really like speaking that much. What I love to see is I like to see people's lives change for the Lord. That's what I love to see. And I love to see that happen with my friends and my family. And then the next thing that I love to see is my friends get their friends for the Lord and their families for the Lord. And I, and I totally feel that that's what this is. Got to get you into my life, right? If we have Jesus in our heart, if he's there, then we're going to want him to be everywhere, right? And I want that. I want that so badly for you guys. I want that so badly for our whole entire church. I want that so badly for our whole entire nation that, that God, that everybody just wants their friends and their family to be changed. Just like the family that we had up here. I want, I know that can happen in your lives. I know that can happen. Um, but these messages are gonna be a little different because I don't just want you guys to think, well, you know how I need to do that? I just need to invite people to church, right? And I'll just let them hear from Bryson. And if that's your thought, like, guys, I am not that good at this, okay? <laughs> I'm really not. You know your friends and family a lot better than me, right? And uh, we are called as a church to equip you to be able to do ministry, to be pastors, to know how to get your friends and family for Jesus, right? Because I know, like, I, I can't be a nurse. I don't work at the hospital, so I work at the church. So I'm around Christians all day long, right? My wife is a nurse, and she needs to know how to reach her, her context for the Lord, right? You guys are the ones that are along among the lost, not us, right? So we need to, we need to, show you guys and empower you guys that you guys are the ones that actually have to be out there doing the ministry, right? And I totally, totally believe that you guys can do that. So specifically what this series is going to do is it's going to go over certain topics, right? Um, like love, sexuality, money, just the, just the juicy ones that everyone loves, right? Um, and basically we're gonna give you a, a format of how to invite your friends and family and the people that you love into a discipleship relationship, right? Or if you're already taking somebody through discipleship, right? We want, we want that to be able to grow, okay? Can, you, can I get my water, babe? I'm sorry, my mouth is starting to dry up a little bit here. Sorry about that, I just cannot. Yes, thank you. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we want you guys to know how to do that. And what this form does is I feel like it makes it really, really easy, okay? Um, this is just one way to do it, but this makes it 
easy, right? So I've been actually doing this a similar format for the last two years. And, I've, and I was just at a wedding with a guy who knew nothing about Jesus, absolutely nothing, right? And now his brother is starting to know who the Lord is. And my buddy, uh, another LDS guy was in the group. And now he's talking to his mom and starting a similar group up. And his mom is going to see who Jesus is. Like, I, it's so cool because I get to see them do it. I have nothing to do with it. And it, they're like, do you know what to do? And they're like, can you do the Bible study that we've been doing? And they're like, yes. You know, it's not like they have to know all this knowledge, right? And that's what we want to show you guys with this discipleship process. That's what we want to show you with God to get you into my life. I believe that every single one of you guys can be the Lord's instrument if you have Jesus in your heart, right? And he can use you, okay? So today, uh, before every sermon, we're going to start off with, like I, like I said, a broad topic. And we're going to, today we're going to talk about love, right? That's a good way to start. It's a good place to start. Uh, and uh, it's a it's a big reason why a lot of people are Christians, right? You're like, man, I just feel like Christian is a loving religion. And I believe that too, guys, okay? One of my favorite verses, and I think a lot of people's favorite verses is in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter, what did I write down here? Chapter 13, one through three, okay? This is Paul. He's talking to the church in Corinth and he's saying, uh, he, they wanna know what their spiritual gifts are gonna be and they're, they're arguing a little bit about it. And then Paul tells them what's the most important thing, right? So he says, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have the faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing, right? Beautiful. I can think we can all agree with like, yeah, us Christians are about love. We want to love everybody. And I think that, um, I mean, like I, I truly believe that we want to, but um, how are we actually doing with that is the real question. What is, what is the rest of people that aren't Christian Think about that, you know? So I actually did a little research. I don't normally do research, but uh, I did this time. And uh, a majority of unchurched Americans, this is a study by, done by the, the Barna Group, said a majority of unchurched Americans, 79% think that Christianity today is more about organized religion than about loving God and loving people. Man, that's pretty convicting, Right? The people, they should know us by our love, right? They should say that Christian, Christians are, are a loving group of people that care, right? So why are we not doing that? Why are we not, why are we only seen really kind of as a, a religious institution that should feel convicting? We should, maybe we're doing something wrong. Maybe there's something that needs to be addressed, right? So with that being said, you guys all have papers, right? If you don't, there should be some getting passed around by our wonderful, wonderful Kipster, Don't worry, guys, you don't have to write that much, all right? This isn't homework. And if you don't want to use paper, you can use your phone, you know, and just answer the questions on your phone, all right? We're going to have them on the front. Okay, so like I said... I want to I want to teach this in a way that you guys will know how to teach it after I'm done. Right? If this was given to you, you guys could say, I could probably do that. Okay? 
So we're gonna start off with some general questions and every single sermon after me is going to have similar questions to me, especially the ones at the beginning. And those questions are about love, right? So if you're sitting down with somebody that has wants to go through a Bible study with you, here's a potential way that that can happen, right? So you begin by asking just really, really broad questions and not arguing at the beginning about those questions, all right? That's a, that's a key thing. Just let their answers be their answers. But with that being said, I actually want us all to go through this together right now. So I'm gonna give us some time to answer both of these questions and then I'll tell you guys how I answered. So let me give us some time right now. It's just the first two. How, what do you believe about love and how did you come to believe that? With that being said, I'm gonna go into what I wrote down. So um, there's, there's oftentimes a multitude of answers when you start taking people through these things, right? Uh, they'll just say, well, what do you think about love? I know Jesus wants me to do it. They'll say stuff like that, just, or they'll just be really short and say, um, I think it's a good thing, right? It's okay, let it happen. Um, uh, maybe, they've, maybe they're a little more open. They'll say, I don't really know if I believe in like this biblical thing of love. I don't know if it exists. Right? Or they'll say, uh, I feel like I've been betrayed by love. Like, I don't really feel love, so I don't really know, um, it, like I said, if it exists, right? Or they've had bad relationships. There's just so much that a person can go with. They can give you just a literal definition. Like, why do you believe this? Well, the, the Bible told me that's why it says that, and that's okay, right? Um, or it can just say, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, basically, it comes from your experience, right? Um, that's what we're trying to get at here. We've experienced love and we have our own definition, right? But God actually wants to define that. God actually wants to help us understand what love is. That's the goal here is letting God speak. We don't actually really even need to express our opinion here in a lot of these ways. We can just let them, it's a, it's a conversation at this point. And then the next portion is really, is what, where the, where the discipleship starts, right? So the first portion is just opening up that dialogue with a topic, Right? And so the next portion, we start to read the scriptures. We start to read God's word, okay? Um, 
So before I ever start reading God's word, every single time before we start, I always pray. Um, and I'm gonna do that tonight because I still, I feel like God's gonna change our view of love tonight. So I'm gonna do that right now. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your word. God, I thank you so much that you've given it to us and you wanna guide us, God, and that you love us. God, show us what we need to do tonight. God, fill us with your spirit. Make us aware of how we can grow closer with you. God, change our hearts, soften our hearts, help us to be able to accept you and, and come into alignment with you, God. You are a good God and you want, you want good things for us. So you're helping me pray, amen. All right, so here it is. So, and hope does not, this is Romans 5. Here we go. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So then, right after I do that, I say, okay, guys, I want you to try to summarize this without looking at it. And usually that's pretty hard. But then if they can't do it, we read it again, right? So it's very obtainable, okay? So I'm actually gonna do that right now. And I want you to try to think of a summary in your head. How would you summarize this verse very shortly, okay? Um, and then often, oftentimes I'll even read a bunch of different versions. I'll read the KJV, ESV, NRSV, the mess. We'll even throw the message in there sometimes when we're feeling wild, okay? So, but what we wanna know is we wanna actually know what God's saying here, right? I want them to be able to realize that. Why do we do a summary? Because I want them to know that, I want God to place this on their heart, right? I want them to be able to meditate on this message. That's the goal behind that. So it's not just my thoughts, it's them, speaking what they, what, they see, what they see it as. So I'm gonna do it again. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, while we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I'm actually just gonna give you guys a summary how I would summarize this. I'll just go off the top of my head. I won't even look at my notes, okay? So I would say the first thing it says is that God actually pours his spirit of love, of love into us, right? Another thing it says is that God actually demonstrates his love through us by, through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, right? Then it talks about what, how we might view sacrifice through a person and then how God actually shows us a sacrifice. That would work, right? It just hits it really quick and it doesn't have to necessarily be in order, but if, as long as it hits those main ideas, okay? So now we're gonna do the next two things, okay? We're gonna actually answer these next two questions. And then um, those next two questions are, what do you think this says about God? And what do you think this says about people? So we're gonna answer those two questions right now. So yeah, I'll just give you some time.
All right, I'll, uh, I'll start talking about it. I know I didn't give you guys enough time, but uh, so I'll go into what I think it, I, I believe it says about God. So it says God actively pours his love into us by his Holy Spirit. What does that mean? What are the, what are the implications of that? Is that sometimes I think that we, we feel like we have to grow God's love. We have to just feel it. But God, it's actually something God just gives to us, right? We know we have it. You know, that's one thing that it says about God. It says that Christ, that God died for the ungodly. So um, that means that when Jesus died for us, this is, remember, this is an implication of his love that, that we weren't like him. We weren't like God, okay? So he loved us when we weren't like him. That's, a, that's huge. It says that Jesus's death was a demonstration of his love. So God's love is also an action, right? It's an action. Sometimes love is also, it can be a feeling, but God demonstrates his love for us through his death. Ungodly sinners are similar, but sinners actually, so it says that we're separated from God, right? It says that we're separated from him. And I think that's, uh, that's really important. Now, what does it say about humans? Sometimes with this one, there can be a little bit overlapping when you, when you, when you lead somebody through this. But uh, what we have to know is that humans, we are reliant on God pouring his love into us. We're reliant on God pouring his love into us. We need him to show us, right? It says that um, sometimes uh, that the way that we look at people is the wrong way. It's not the right way, okay? That we want people to do what we want them to do, right? We're not necessarily self-sacrificing when we see God's love. Um, I think another big one is naturally we are not we are not like God. That's what it says about us. We are ungodly. What, is that, what does that really mean? So oftentimes you'll hear that where everyone is a child of God, which is a wonderful thing to think and it's beautiful, but it's actually not completely biblical because the Bible actually says that we're, we, we're sinners, we're ungodly, right? And that we're all made in the image of God. We are all image bearers of God, right? And that we, when we believe and accept God, Jesus, that we're actually grafted into the community of God and we become children of him, right? So the important part of that is, is that God loved somebody <laughs> that did not want anything to do with him, right? God loved somebody that didn't look like him necessarily. They, and God loved sinners. It says that we're sinners. Why is that big? It's because think about the people that sin against you right? Think about the people that really, really frustrate you. Think about the people that annoy you, right? It's really easy for us to love our kids. It's really easy for us to love our family members. It's really easy for us to love people that we have a vested interest in, right? But how hard is it to, to love somebody that's actually hurt you? How hard is it to love somebody that has hurt somebody that you love? How hard is it to love somebody that 
makes fun of the way you look or whatever it is, right? It's really hard, okay? But God demonstrates his love for us that when we didn't even want him, when we wanted to do our own thing, when we wanted to do our own thing, live our lives our own way, that he still loved us, right? So what does that say about love, right? It says that love is always there. Love is constantly there, right? He demonstrates his love with self-sacrifice and all these different things, right? So with the last one, uh, with the last few, I wanna ask a couple different questions, but I wanna kind of break these up is, how is this different from the way that we view love, right? So I want you to now write down, how is this different um, from the way that we view love? also say, how is this different from the way that I view love? Try to make it personal here. Now I'm going to show you how I will usually answer things like this in the group with the people that I'm taking this through, right? I actually, I really want to get honest, okay? Because I need Jesus too. So a lot of the times when I'm looking through this stuff, when I talk about God's love, I actually talk about things that I struggle with, right? And um, so for me, um, I often, no matter what, I think love is earned. It's really hard for me to not think that love is a transaction, right? We grew, we grew up in a society that you get the grade that you deserve, right? You get the money that you deserve. Everything is earned, right? So to think that God just loves me is just really, really hard. Even when he does something nice for me, it's hard for me to like, I just know internally how much I need him. So it's just really hard for me to think that somebody can just love, Right? without expectation, like that his love just preexists. So that's really hard for me. Um, I feel like oftentimes I got to like generate it, right? Especially in ministry, you oftentimes feel like, man, I'm 
don't necessarily love this person, but I, I know I got to feel that way. I know I got to feel that way, right? And I feel like I got to grow this love. But sometimes even when we don't feel like loving, right? The way that is different is that God, I can still love somebody by sacrificing, by giving up myself, right? And um, the way that I view love wrong is definitely the relational ties thing. It's really easy for me to love my family. It's really easy for me to want to reach them. It's really easy for me to, just like it said in there, it was like very rarely will anyone die. Like you don't have to die for a righteous person. You don't have to die for a good person. Like we, everyone is willing to do that. I would say most people are willing to die for the people that they love, right? But, or that love them or that are able to give something to them. Um, I know in my life, I have, the biggest way I think this shows is that, okay, I want to, I have expectations for you right? And then you start to let me down and I'm like, stiff arm. I don't really, I'm done, you know? And that's not what God does with me. He loves me wherever I'm at in my journey, wherever I'm going. Um, so you'll find, uh, that's just like one example of the way that these work in this group, right? That's my example. And it's crazy what God starts putting on people's hearts when we start to get honest. And especially when we're leading something that, how God, how we, how we does that. So the last question now, this is, this is in my opinion, the biggest question, because this is where you actually start to see lives change, right? This is where you start to see lives change. It's um, therefore, if this is God's word, what does he want me to do? Right? So we don't, oftentimes we come to church and we, and we do all these things. We're like, man, we treat it like a movie kind of. It's like, man, that was a, that was a good sermon. All right. I'll uh, talk better to my kids, you know? But in reality, like God really wants us, he wants to invite us into this, right? It's not, we're not saved by this stuff. Okay, we're saved by Jesus and Jesus alone. But God wants to, to make us into his image. He wants a better life for us, right? He wants to invite us into this. So obedience, when we obey what God's putting on our hearts, I believe that God is putting something on everyone's heart. And that when we obey it, man, we get to experience what God is doing, right? So with this message, whatever you've written down, therefore, if this is true, what changes do I need to make in my life? What do you, what do you want me to do, God? So we're gonna take some time. I'm actually gonna pray for this one, God. I pray that you would just really show us what we need to be doing, God. Help us to listen for your voice here and to know exactly what I need to be doing, what we need to be doing as a body to be able to feel your love, God, to access your love, God, and love those around us, God. So show, me, show us what we need to do in this time. So go ahead and, and answer that question.
Okay. Um, so here are some, so sometimes these changes can be twofold, right? Individually, sometimes, oftentimes when I'm leading somebody through this, like, I just feel like God wants me to pray more. That's, that's great. That's a great way. If that's what you feel like you should do, then do it, right? Then if you, if you feel like God's calling you to pray more, what a beautiful thing for God to put on your heart that he wants you to talk to him more, Right? Just imagine, I think of, uh, you know, my mom, I don't have any kids yet, but my mom just likes to talk to me, right? And she gets to know me just by talking to me. And God, that's the same thing. That's our prayer connection with God. He just wants to know us, right? So you can grow in your love with God in prayer. Maybe that's what God put on your heart. Maybe it's, here's, and I want to say, like, I know a lot of times we know God loves us. We know it, but we don't believe it. And that's biblical, right? There's a guy who, wants his daughter to be healed, right? And Jesus says, all things are possible for those who believe. And the guy cries out and he says, immediately he says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, right? God knows. He knows and he wants you to be able to access his love, right? So that's what these things are for, guys. Another one is if he's, if he's telling you to be in his word, right? Try reading a chapter a day a chapter a day. It could be any chapter of the Bible. Read a chapter a day or a chapter twice a week to connect with the Lord. Guys, I was the worst at reading the Bible, okay? Up until like three years ago and I was already working in a church and I was barely reading my Bible, which is pretty bad, I know, okay? But, right, what I started doing was reading one chapter every single day, just building the habit of getting in the word. I would go to Psalm 1, like a super short one, just so I can build the habit. And then, but over time, like now I'm just, I need to be in God's word. I need to be in his word now. I need to hear what he's gonna say to me because it's just, it's crazy, right? So so oftentimes that's what they'll say, right? I, I feel like I need to be in God's word and challenge them to make it like concrete, okay? Make that concrete. And that, the, then just one more, right? Is, uh, you need to, this has been really big is little uh, meditations, little meditative thoughts. So one thing that I've done is I've actually been preaching the gospel to myself. I preach the gospel to myself. When I'm driving and I'm having a hard time, um, Albert Einstein says, Einstein says that if you can't teach it to a six-year-old, then you probably don't know it that well, okay? And I've realized how much I need to hear the gospel. I need to hear that God loves me. I need to just like say, God, you love me. It doesn't matter. God, you love me. God, you love me. Even if I don't believe it, even saying it helps. And that's a simple practice that we can do to live into God's love. And it will grow you. It will grow you. It's just like going to the gym. That's what these practices are like. It's like going to the gym, right? You don't just go into the gym and walk out huge, Right? That's the same thing with reading the Bible. That's the same thing with these practices that are an invitation just to grow in the Lord, right? And get better with him and just to know how much he loves us and get to experience his grace. So that's what that is. That's getting Jesus into your life, right? Or maybe you, they, they'll say something that's more like they need to do something with somebody else, right? I really like, this can be, they can, it, it could be like, man, I really feel like I need to forgive my, my father, I really feel like I need to spend more time with my kids. I mean, I've had guys tell me like, I feel like I need to quit my job, right? 
crazy stuff. And, but the way that I, the way that I look, and they'll also say stuff that I know is not biblical, but I'll say, well, do you think, why do you think God's telling you that? Why do you think God might be saying that to you, right? So if you put down something on your sheet, like, I feel like God <laughs> wants me to forgive somebody that hurts me, that hurt me. Would God say something like that to you? The answer is yes, he would, because he wants you to experience that. For, he wants you to experience that, right? He wants that, you to actually experience that change. He doesn't want that hurt to have power over you, right? So it could be a multitude of things that God wants to do. I've had guys, it's crazy. I'll have guys say like, I feel like God wants me to tithe. I'm like, whoa, dude. Man, let's not start getting crazy here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, um, you, it, that's when you start, to, I feel like God wants me to talk to my mom or do all these different things. And then, then they'll come back and tell you what happened. And you're like, you're blown away. You're blown away by what God is doing in their life. Like nine times out of 10. So if you put something on that card, right? That God wants to grow you in love. I challenge you. I challenge you actually to tell somebody else about it. Talk to somebody else about how you need to change your love. What God wants to do to change love in your heart. Whatever it might be, I, I challenge you to talk to a person about it. And then if it's to love somebody else, I challenge you to do it. Take a step of faith. Guys, God wants you to be a part of what he's doing. It's a gift. It's so a gift. It's not what, what saves you. It's not what gets you into heaven. It's an amazing gift just to be walking with the Lord, right? So if you've put something on that sheet that you think that God wants you to do, whether it's forgive somebody or confess something or whatever it might be, I challenge you that God wants to grow you in love through that. And he will, and he will, okay? So the last one, the last one, I'm gonna have the band come back up at this point is uh, who are you going to tell, right? So um, the biggest one here, this is why, what, what grows this movement now is this question right here, right? Um, guys, telling people about Jesus is very daunting. I realize that, but I wanna propose it to you like this. Um, I wanna propose like, if you're not telling people about Jesus, you're, miss, you're missing out actually. You're actually missing out on what, like the joy of sharing. Because like I said, if I didn't share with my buddy, Brayden, who is now sharing with his mom, and if I didn't ever talk to him about Jesus, like he wouldn't be doing that. Like I get to share in that. And my buddy, Jack, who is now <laughs> on a honeymoon with his wife and who got up and said, I want, who was not a Christian, who thought Christianity was stupid, stupid, you know? And like, he would ask me the questions in the group. He'd be like, why do you believe this? Like, why, why? I would tell him what I was doing with my money. Like how I would like, I feel like God's telling me to do this. And he'd be like, what? Right? Just struggling. And then a few weeks later, he'd be like, yeah, I feel like God's telling me to do the same thing, man. You know? And we're best friends now. He's moving to Utah now. And in 1 John, it says um, that I, ju I, uh, I do this, I share this with you so that my, our joy will be com complete, right? Like I, 
when I get to, when I get to love people for the Lord and I get to see them, like it literally gives me joy. It fills me up. Right. And I know, I know you guys can do it. I know that every single one of you is gifted in your own. Like, yo, Jennifer, who never went to school for this, has baptized. She was up there every week, up there every week baptizing somebody. I'm like, what are we, what am I doing wrong? You know, but she's like so sold out for the gospel. And that's how I know that God can use any one of you to change your kids, to change your workplace to change every single person in your life for him. Seriously, God can do it. He can totally do it. You just have to want to, want to, want to follow him, obey him, and want to be used by him, right? So with that being said, um, I'm going to pray for us, okay? I'm going to have you maybe answer that question and then also pray that you would be able to walk into obedience with the Lord. Share with somebody, whatever it might be, guys. God wants to change your families. He wants to get your kids for Jesus, right? Um, I know that God can change your whole entire life. I have no doubt in my mind. And I want to see it happen. I want to see you guys doing it. I don't want parents to take their kids to me and say, Bryson, change him, you know? I'll be like, no, you, you know? Like, seriously, you can, you can. You're the influence that they need in their life. You're the influence that your family needs, not me. You can do this, right? Let's just um, open up. I'm just gonna, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for K2. I thank you so much for Salt City, God. But more importantly, I thank you for your church. I thank you for the mission that you have given us, God. I thank you for, man, just you, that you wanna change us, God, that you wanna give us a whole new life, God. And I thank you that you, have, you just give us your love, you pour it into our hearts, God. And even if we don't believe it, God, help us in our unbelief. Help us in our unbelief, God. You're still there. Even if we don't want anything to do with you, you're still there, God. And I pray that we would be a community that wants to reach the lost, that we would be a community that wants to be authentically loving you, that we would be a community that wants to, that wants to and knows how to reach the people around us, God. I just pray for the things they wrote down about love tonight, God, I pray that you would give them the boldness to be able to follow you. God, I, give, I pray that you would give them the boldness to get in the word, to pray, to learn about you, God. And I pray that you would give them the boldness to talk to the person that you're calling them to talk to, whoever it might be, God. Because I know that we're gonna have stories next week if we do that. We're gonna have stories of how you're moving in this church, God, if we're willing to follow you. There's no doubt in my mind, God that you will set this place on fire for you, God. So I just pray love over this body. Just pray that we're able to just walk into your grace, God. You are so good and we just love you so much. It's in your heaven name we pray, amen.